In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven. With over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Hey, welcome to the Relationships Made Easy podcast. And this is Ask Dr. Abby, and this might be a separate podcast later. Not really sure how we're going to work all that, but for now, it I, I have it all in one place. And today, what I'm doing on the Ask Dr. Abby is I'm answering questions from you. So anytime you have a question, you can, right now, you can just uh, email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. You can go to my website, abbymedcalf.com, and there's a contact page. You can send it there. We're going to probably have some other ways to do that later. You can also DM me on social media. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere you see me. (laughs) All of that will be below this video, so you can check it out. And if you're listening uh, to the podcast, you can find all of that there too. So wherever you're finding this, you'll be able to find me, wonderful me. So, hey, okay. So I'm starting this out with, and I've answered uh, people's questions before, just not in this kind of more formal Ask Dr. Abby way. And uh, let me just say that anything I say on the podcast is not meant to be a substitute for therapy. I cannot ethically diagnose people from afar. And so, you know, whatever sort of I'm putting out there is really... 
um, to be on some level taken with a grain of salt, because like anybody who's giving you any sort of suggestions or uh, advice or tips or whatever, it's really, you know, you better than anybody else knows you and certainly better than me. So I really want you to always think about the source. And if you trust me and kind of like how I talk, then maybe you're going to listen to this a little stronger, but you have to know, I don't know all your ins and outs. I don't know all the pieces. I just have this little piece that you gave me in a question. So I can only answer so much, but I'm doing this first question came to me via um, a Facebook message actually. Um, And I'm going to read it to you right now. Let's jump in. This is, uh, and I never, if you do email me, I'm never going to say your name on here. Um, although if you want to let me know your country or something, that's always nice, but this does seem to have come from within the United States. And the question is, I'm feeling unloved and unappreciated or not good enough in some way. Is this a me problem or is my partner causing it? And this is a great question. And I get asked things like this a lot. So let me just say, first and foremost, you're, nobody else causes anything. Uh, so the answer is, it is a you problem. It is not your, pro- your partner causing it. Uh, and I just want to say that first. However, I've got some caveats, so keep listening. But you are, I mean, really think about that. No one you know, what did Eleanor Roosevelt famously say many years ago? No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And that's really what this is about. No one can make you feel a certain way. And I know it can seem that way because it seems like people make us feel all kinds of things. So yeah, of course it sucks if someone's mean to us or, you know, it's hard not to get your feelings hurt if, you know, someone acts a certain way. But what I have found over the years is that Number one, we we pers- we say that things have a definition that they often don't. So our partner leaving, maybe if my you know partner leaves his sock on the floor, I say, oh, he doesn't appreciate me. He thinks I'm a maid. That means he doesn't appreciate me. He doesn't really love me. He doesn't understand me. I have this whole thing about a sock on the floor. Uh, and so we are often deciding what something means and. And we even say things like, you knew what you meant, or you didn't mean that when you said that, you meant this. We even tell people what they mean or what they said when it wasn't. And that's a you problem. That's a you thing. You got to get out of that. And the, the example I use of this all the time is this. Let's say I am walking down the street and someone says to me, um, I don't know, like, Someone's passing by and goes, oh my God, you're gross. Like you're obese. You're disgusting. You shouldn't even be walking on the street. You should go home. And I'm not obese. I'm not saying my butt isn't bigger than I'd like, but I'm not obese. And I don't think I'm obese. I don't have an issue with that. I don't have any big problem there. So I'm not going to, I'm going to think the other person's crazy. They're saying this thing to me. It's a mean thing to say without a doubt. But because I don't believe it at all, it doesn't hit any part of me, I am dismissing it. It doesn't actually hurt my feelings. It doesn't, I mean, I don't like it. I'm not going to say I like it. If someone were to come up to me and say mean things to me like that. Um, uh, But I'm not, 
I'm not going to be torn up about it all day. I'm not going to be talking about it all day, thinking about it, perseverating, going on and on, ruminating about what this stranger said to me on the street, right? I'm not going to do it. Now, if my partner, <clears throat> let's say my partner, and my man Gary would never do this, but he, thank God, loves the way I look. But let's say I'm some person, I'm not me, let's say I'm not me. And let and I do not like that my butt's a little bigger. And my partner says to me, maybe I say something offhandedly like, you know, um, or maybe he says something offhandedly like, uh, you know, maybe pats my butt on the way by and goes, hey, the little junk in the trunk there, make some comment. I might then, and if I'm self-conscious about my ass and my butt and how I look or whatever, that might, forget it. Oh, he's not attracted to me. I knew he hated my butt too. Uh, I knew he didn't really, he's never really liked having sex with me. Now I'm never going to be able to sex again or be naked again. I'm going to have to back out of the room the rest of my life when I'm naked, you know, these kinds of things, right? Um, <laughs> you know, whatever's going on, because it's something you believe, it's something that's kind of hitting home. It's something that's coming deeper. So when this question, this kind, kind of question gets asked where someone's saying, is it my partner causing this uh, way I'm feeling? No, your partner can't cause you to feel a certain way. Uh, again, because if it didn't hit, if your partner was saying something just ridiculous, you wouldn't believe it. But our partners, you know, our partners are especially are people that we obviously are closer to than almost anybody in the world. So, and we have this different kind of intimacy with, so it hurts differently. We feel it differently. It, it comes in stronger when our partner says something to us. So that is my, so I, I wanted to start on that level. That is the, the quote unquote, simple answer just on the top, but, but let's go a little deeper. Um, not feeling loved or appreciated. And I, here, I got rid of the question. Hold on. Let me just bring it back up. Uh, or good enough or not good enough in some way is, um, again, this is all, these are two different things to me. So the not good enough in some way, and the fact that she put it, this was a female that wrote this in, uh, this woman put it with these other two pieces of love and appreciation makes me think it's all connected, right? Like here's this really short thing she sent me. And these are the three things she said, love. I don't feel loved and appreciated or like, I'm not good enough. And that is why she doesn't feel loved and appreciated because underneath there, she is not feeling fully worthy of love that she's not good enough. It is not, I don't ever, I'll just use myself. I don't ever ask that question in life because I'm older. <laughs> I have a lot of confidence in who I am in the world and what I'm doing. And if I was with someone and was getting this feeling like, I, I just don't have that. Like, I'm not good enough for this person. Uh, that's not something that comes up for me. Now, I've been in work situations where I felt like an imposter or something where, you know, maybe, you know, I've worked with these executives and these very large corporations, you know, running billion dollar things. And I've sometimes felt like an imposter, like, oh my God, how am I sitting here with these people who, you know, are all like so accomplished or something that has happened. Uh, and there's that feeling of not being worthy. I shouldn't be in the room. I'm not good enough. You know, I get, so I get it. Don't, don't let, get me wrong. I get it. I just don't quite, I've never gotten it in love, you know, for whatever my issues are. And I got many people, I got issues. 
Look at me. I got issues, but it's not that I've always felt good in my love relationships, even when I was really effed up. (laughs) And I, I just have always, you know, I don't know. That's one of the things I'm quote unquote, you know, confident at or something. I don't know what the words are. I trust me in my earlier relationships, I should not have been confident. I was a train wreck in a lot of ways, but I, it's just never been my thing. However, at work and other places, it has certainly been a thing before. So I get it. You know, I do. And that feeling of feeling unworthy or not good enough is really related to your self-esteem. That's what that is. And so you got, and what I said to this, I did reply to this woman, um, you know, in a kind of quick response. And, you know, I just sort of said, well, you, you're going to have to work on you no matter what. So here's the deal. So this woman's partner um, might not be, and I think I assumed it's a man. I don't even know if she said him. Hold on. I have to look now. Um, oh, she doesn't. So maybe she's with a female. I'm sorry. I, that was presumptuous of me. So I'm going to say male right now, but I have no idea. This could be a female. So I apologize if that is, but I want to use sort of kind of one way of saying this for the ease of the conversation. So if her partner maybe isn't right for her, maybe he's a total a-hole. Maybe he's really a jerk and undermines her and, you know, goes after things that's, you know, so yeah, maybe this isn't the relationship for her, but it shouldn't be. I don't want her to leave because, um, because she thinks, well, he's just the worst and I have to go without knowing because what happens, and I've had this before people leave the relationship and then later they go, Oh, I know I should have, I could have, should have, would have, you know, really, he wasn't so bad. Oh, and they romanticize and remember, and they think if I had only done this, if I had just done that one thing, if I'd only, then it would have been fine and we'd be great. And I don't know what I was thinking. It was such a mistake. And they end up thinking it was this big mistake to leave. And maybe it was, and maybe it wasn't. Well, it's not. If you left, if you left, you're supposed to leave. I don't think there's mistakes like that. However, you get where I'm going here. You picking up what I'm laying down. So you really have to think about this. And that is, I want you always to work on yourself first, to understand that it is a you problem, so to speak, first. And once you get yourself in your lane and you are strong, you can then, or stronger, then, and only then can you, you know, really make an assessment about, is this relationship right for you? And what I often find is that when people raise their self-esteem and when they're more confident, they often don't want to be with this person anymore. (laughs) This is not their person. They want someone with sort of at a higher level. And I will, and I say that with love, I'm not saying higher, like better, I mean, like healthier or at where you are, you know, you, If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's really important as we grow and change to be with people who are can meet us where we are now. You know, if you're at this different kind of self-actualization, you have higher self-awareness and you're feeling really good there's people you don't want to surround yourself with that aren't doing those things. And that's not a diss on those people. It just is. It's like, I don't want to hang around with people who talk about soccer all day. I don't like soccer. I'm sorry. If you're listening, you like soccer, that's on you. Um, It's not my thing. Don't enjoy watching it. Never have played it. Uh, Well, that's not true. I played it when I was young, but you know, I, I tried it in like gym class. We used to call it gym class, not physical education because it was an actual gym, Uh, but uh, gymnasium. But, you know, I, I mean, I did it a few times. I didn't like it. It wasn't my thing. I played other sports. And so, and where I grew up, I don't think it was big. Soccer wasn't like a thing. So all I'm saying is I don't want to hang around people who talk about soccer all day. It would not, I would not be enjoyable. These are not my people. God, again, nothing wrong with them. God bless you. Go talk about soccer, but I don't need to be there. So that's what I'm saying. So, you know, don't, there's no elitist thing here. Um, There's just a difference. And here's this other thing I really want you to hear. I uh, I said this in my TED talk. So if you want to watch my TED talk, um, if you just go on YouTube and search Abby Metcalf TED talk, it'll pop up. But I actually show a visual of what I'm going to say to you, because this is really, really important. Get ready. You ready? This is important. Um, so people think relationships are an, a, a simple addition problem. They think, oh, my, my better half, my other half, you know, uh, he completes me. We, we, we talk about this language all the time. And we think about that, like these two halves that come together and make this beautiful whole, blah, blah, blah. Eh, eh, I'm throwing up in my mouth. Uh, that is not true. That is not what happens. So here's the deal. If you've been in a long-term relationship, you know, I'm not telling you anything new, that relationships, especially loved ones, are no simple addition problem. Oh my gosh. They are not simple addition. They are exponential. They are like complex. They, you know, they're, they're, oh, there's so much, right? Really, these are multiplication problems. Relationships are multiplication problems. (laughs) They are not simple addition problems. And so if you, so if, if you add one half plus one half, yeah, you get a whole, but like I said, this isn't that when you multiply a half times a half, if you remember your third grade math, you will know you get a quarter, (laughs) you get less than you started with. 
And that is what happens all the time in relationships. I see these sort of half people get with other half people and they end up more miserable than when they started. They end up with their worst selves coming through. They end up with more problems than they had before. They put up with all kinds of crap, all kinds of BS and all in the name of this quarter relationship. And I know I'm giving you some hard love right now, some hard love, but here's the deal. So if you want a relationship that is a big hole, is some beautiful hole, and it's a multiplication problem, then it's one times one, right? It's a whole person and a whole person come together and have a whole relationship. Uh, So, and trust me, if you think you have your crap together, but you're attracted to fixer uppers, you do not have your crap together because having your crap together means you are not attracted to the fixer upper that you pass on by. And I know you're sitting there right now going, oh, but he's so great. And he has all these other wonderful qualities or she's so amazing and you don't understand. And I understand plenty doing this 35 friggin' years. I understand plenty. And you're the one who is in denial. That's bullshit. Like it's just crap. You are in denial. I'm again, with all the love in my heart, I'm saying this. I'm saying it because I'd like you to wake up to what is happening. Trust me, there's a million, there's billions of people on the planet. You think this is the only person who has some wonderful qualities? There's lots of people with wonderful qualities. And there's some with wonderful qualities that don't have the crap. And this is about you. This is about you being attracted to something, you co-creating, you co-create every relationship you're in and you co-created this. So what I'm saying to you is when you work on yourself, and that's what I told this person who wrote this question in, I'm telling you now, when you work on yourself becoming a whole, you're not going to be attracted to the half people. They're not going to feel good to you. It's not going to feel like a good relationship. And that's really what I wanted this woman to do. I want her to work on her whole, go to therapy you know, do some work, whatever you got to do to listen to my podcast, you know, practice what I preach, you know, what I tell you about all the time, really practice it, do the homework. I always give tools and stuff on the Relationships Made Easy podcast. There's tons of tools, use them. I lovingly give them so you can use them and change your life. So when you use that, right? Because you start to move and change, read the books, go to workshops. I don't, I, whatever you're going to do, right? To be a whole, And when you, again, do that, you need to then take a hard look at your relationship. Can this other person also become a whole, you know, not because you're going to fix them. Uh, 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 no, no, no. That's called codependency. That means you're not a whole. If you're looking to fix them, it doesn't mean that you don't invite them to things like, Hey, I'm doing this workshop. looks really good. You want to come? Oh my gosh. I watched this great Ted talk by Abby Medcalf. It's amazing. You know, you want to listen to it together? Let's talk about it. What do you think? What What did you like about it? Did you know what didn't you like? Anything to get the conversation going? Can it's fine to think that this person can come on this journey with you? How lovely! How wonderful! How beautiful! But if you're dragging them on the journey, that's something else. If you're, you know, just that they're kicking and screaming and really not wanting what you want, then I say, if you really love them, if you truly do and who they are, then you need to accept them for who they are, which means you either need to just leave that alone. And this is the relationship and this is what it is, or you need to go, but, but, you know, doing the, the other thing and dragging them along for years and years is not the answer. So Getting the whole, getting yourself to that place where you feel confident, where you feel worthy of real love, worthy of people's time and energy and appreciation and love. When that happens, 
then you can make other choices. Then you can, and hopefully you can start asking more for what you do want. So not what you don't want, but what you do want. And again, you got to be very careful of putting those definitions on your partner. This idea that they, maybe this woman, maybe this, again, I'm going to say it's a heterosexual relationship. I have no idea, but let's say maybe her partner is incredibly loving in his way and incredibly appreciative in his way. You know, he has maybe a different love language, right? A different way of expressing it, a different way of showing it. And maybe there's just a big miss that she's assuming that uh, the way, you know, I had, I'm thinking of a couple I had not that long ago I was working with and he, uh, she had the same complaint. He doesn't love me. doesn't appreciate me. And he was just pulling his hair out going, I love you so much. I don't know what you're talking about for him working his butt off so that she didn't have to work and taking care of his family and taking care of everybody was showing love and appreciation. He was not great at showing it in other ways. I will say that. Although he liked, like he would plan these extravagant vacations for them. He would buy her gifts. He would, he was very, what I would say is a visual communicator, like showing up with things. Um, And to him, that was showing love. That's what it was to him. It was not to her. And she's allowed to have her way of wanting to feel love. And he's allowed to have his. But you got to accept that then. Like at some point you have to decide, can I look at this as being loved? Can I, you know, at the very least stop judging on the other side and saying he's not a loving and appreciative because he doesn't, you know, tell me or write me cards with long notes in them or something else. You, you know, at some point it's about feeling secure in the relationship in other ways. Again, it generally comes back to your own insecurity in the relationship uh, your own feelings of unworthiness and wanting that validation all the time. So how can you move past that? How can you move to where your person is? And the last thing I'll say before we end for the day is what I like people to think about, and you'll hear me repeat this over and over. I'd like you to think about your relationship like a triangle, but most people think of it as a straight line. So, you know, this person's on point A, I'm on point B, and I'm always looking to sort of on that line, there's one line that connects those two. And I'm always looking to kind of, you know, drag them over here. Like, come on, show me this, give me this, stop that, whatever it is. I'm looking to bring them to where I am. That's what I want. I want to drag, push, cajole, bring, manipulate. I want to bring them to where I am. And that's not it. You know, I know you think where you are is correct and right, but that's what they think also. So there's our problem, right? And we end up in that situation in what I call relationship gridlock, where the two of you are both like, you know, in a gridlock, you know, nothing's moving. So instead, I need you to think of the relationship, like I said earlier, like a triangle. So yes, you're each at point A and point B at a base. Think of it as a base of a triangle, right? You're both at a base, you know, different side of base of a triangle. And And the third point is up at the top of that triangle. That's where you're trying to go. That's where the goal is. Something new, something in front of you, something that you're both going to create together. And what I always say to folks is, instead of dragging the person to where you are, I need you to walk to where they are. 
Go meet them where they're at. So first thing, by the way, we learn in counseling school <laughs> is meet the client where they're at. And I have to tell you, it should be the first thing we learn in any relationship. Meet the person where they're at, not where you want them to be, not where you're asking them to be, not where you're begging them to be, but where they are. Because when people feel met, what, just like what you want, you want to feel heard, you want to feel loved, you want to feel seen, understood. Guess what? That's meeting the person where they're at. So if you can walk on over there and meet them there and walk together forward, walk together to a new place, that's how you do it. That's the way. But this dragging and pushing and upset and that on that line is not it. So you either have to be in the triangle where you're both going up to this other place, or you need to be just one dot, one point, one little unit that's choosing a path forward. Not your path, not the path you've decided on, because that's not collaboration. That's not being with your partner. I'm talking about really being with that person. And I'm I really, I want you to think of your relationship in this way. <laughs> I want you to think about being under the influence. Let, let me finish. <laughs> I know, under the influence, right? Be under the influence of joy. Be under the influence of love. Be under the influence of abundance, of openness, of willingness, of compassion. I want you to be under the influence of those things instead of what you're under the influence of now, of the doubt, of the worry, of the anxiety, of the self-hate, of all those things. Get out of there. Get under a different influence. And that, again, is your work, your work to do. And from there, you can make decisions for what's next. That's it. First episode woo, of Ask Dr. Abby. <laughs> um, I am planning, if all works well, of putting this also on YouTube so you can watch uh, uh, my at least Ask Dr. Abby segments on YouTube. I might put more up there. You've got to go look at my YouTube channel. Again, Abby Metcalf, PhD. Find me on YouTube. Um, and if you want to watch the podcast there, if you want to, uh, you know, have people, um, send people there or anything, we'll see how this works. If we like it, uh, I'll keep doing it. Um, so for now I'm going to start and I'll, I'll keep you informed on my journey. And if again, you like listening to the Ask Dr. Abby segments, you know, send me in questions. I'd love to answer them. And oh, as always, tune in to the Relationships Made Easy podcast overall, where I'm tackling all kinds of things in season four. I love, I'm so excited to be in season four of the podcast. Uh, that's it. I love you. I love you. I'm, I love you. I want you to really be happy. And that is always my goal. And that means happiness with yourself first. So be under the influence of love. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything, you can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. 
My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 